Welcome to the Entrepreneur's MBA, bringing you lessons from real-life entrepreneurs they don't teach in business school. Here's your host, business coach and marketing strategist, Adam Kipnis. Hey, everyone. Coach Adam Kipnis here for the Entrepreneur's MBA, lessons that you just can't learn in school and how to attract clients. Every business needs new clients and new revenue to continue to thrive. And every week we interview successful entrepreneurs, people who have lessons that you can learn from to talk about what they've done, the success, and give you tips to attract more clients and get your business to the next level. And friends, if you're looking to attract clients now and drive more revenue to your business, if you're tired of spending ad dollars and getting no ROI, if you're tired of the ups and downs of business, then please go to www.freebookfromadam.com and download my book. It's eight simple strategies to attract clients now without spending money on marketing or advertising. It's simple formula. It's step-by-step, and it's information that you can use to attract clients right now in your business. And today, one of the things that is critical in attracting more clients is having exposure and having people see you and see you as an authority figure. And there's no better way to do that than being on stage as a speaker. But many people, myself included, when I started, have no idea how do you get on stage? How do you get exposure? And what do you say once you're there? Today's guest is a master at that. She is the founder and owner of Speaking Seriously. She's the producer of the Joyful Living Women's Conference. And she's a speaker coach. She's a mentor, she's a trainer, and she knows all things about events and speaking and how to get on people's stages. Please welcome Julie May to the Entrepreneur's MBA. Julie, thanks for being here today. Hey, Adam. I am so thrilled to be on today. I love your audience, and so I'm just so excited to share what I know about speaking and events with your crowd because it's totally critical to getting your message out there and really attracting those clients. Yeah, speaking is that... It's the biggest fear that people have in the world. I guess the studies say that people are more scared of public speaking than they are of dying. But once you do it once, it can totally transform your business. So before we dive into the speaking and the mechanics of how to do it, I want to talk a little bit about how you got to, you know, running a conference and running your own business. Was this a lifelong mission that you had? Where did you start and what was your journey to starting your own business and conference? That is a great question. This was not like a lifelong thing. It it came out of terrible circumstances, which often happens in life. I think almost every successful person I've ever met is like, well, we had this great tragedy that I changed what I was doing, right? And and we're no different with that. Um, What happened with us was I had a daughter, 16 years old, was diagnosed bipolar, And she really, really was struggling for an entire, about a year, year and a half with just suicide ideation, which means like she was just thinking about it all the time. And we had to have her on what's called suicide watch, which means we had to have her within eyesight of us for an entire year. And our journey with her was how do we help stabilize her and not just stabilize her, but how do we help her find joy in her life every day and just get to that point where she's not just getting by but thriving. 
and going through all of that, we just learned so much. And by the end of that, it was about a year and a half in that I was like, you know what, other people need to freaking know how to do this, how to not just for, you know, their kids with mental disabilities or what. Every person on the planet needs to figure out this piece of how do I create joy in my life no matter what the circumstances are. So I became super passionate about that and just wanted to share my message. And so you talk a little bit about stage fright and all that kind of stuff. And that's one of the biggest fears. And I totally had stage fright, but my why was bigger than my fear. And so I just got out and I started finding avenues and I would ask people, I'd be like, where do you think I could share this message? And they'd be like, oh, well, you know, they're, they're kind of to alternative healing and stuff at this conference. You should go try speaking there. And so I'd go there and, you know, did a few things like that. But I also found that even when I went and spoke at other people's events, I wanted to have bigger exposure for the message than I was getting there. And I know, I swear everyone who's ever been a speaker has had this happen. Have you ever had this happen, Adam, where you go and you're like all pumped to speak in an event and the numbers that you were promised were going to be there were not what you had when you showed up? Right. And, and now you're speaking in front of 12 people? Yeah. Okay, so you're familiar with the concept, okay? <laughs> so, you know, I would get, like, people to watch my kids and travel and then, you know, show up to 12 people, which I made a difference to the 12 people, right? Yep. However, I just wanted bigger exposure to the message than that. And so, you know, one day I was just really tuning in my higher power and just being like, okay, what can I do? to get this out on a really bigger scale. And the thought came, which I think was totally inspired, to produce my own event and have the entire thing centered around that. So I did, and I hired the best coaches out there to help me do it right the first time. And we had 300 people attend our very first event, which is kind of unheard of in this space. And the exposure we had was fantastic. And from there, I just became so excited about helping other people share their messages. I hired like the best speaker coaches on the planet. I mean, I worked personally with Les Brown and all the best speaker coaches out there. And eventually people just started asking me. And so it honestly, the coaching journey was not one of those where I decided to be a coach and tried to find clients. It was people would come to me and be like, I'm failing all over the place on the stage. Can you please help me? Because what you're doing is working. Or they would come to me with their events. I also coach people through events, and they'd be like, okay, I had 20 people show up to my entire event. I was expecting 150. Tell me how you do what you do. And that's how I got into coaching, really. Wow, so there was a lot there. So you started with um, a personal why. You you needed to, to help your daughter and, and – you took that and wanted to share that message with other people that may be in similar circumstances. And from there, you wanted to be bigger, not from a financial standpoint, but from a message standpoint. And while not finding stages that were big enough to speak on, you decided to create your own and say, all right, I'm going to bring people together and tell my story and let others tell their stories. And, you created your event and yep. that led to 
coaching and mentoring and speaking and now helping other people put on events. And you do your Joyful Living Women's Conference annually now. So all of this spawned from the desire to help other people and get your message out. So a bit of a passion project. How did Absolutely. that passion project, when did it turn into a business? Now, obviously, you started to get clients and it became business-like. But when was it really a business for you that you still could get your message, but you started putting, you know, numbers to paper, you started having goals, you started having um, planned your revenue and do a strategic plan and all of those things. When did that happen for you? That's a great question. It was actually really early on. It was the moment I decided to have my own event. It was, it, it went past, I'm having fun sharing my message at other people's things. It was, hey, I'm putting real money on the line here, if you've ever put on an event. It's not the cheapest venture on the planet. And it was one of those, okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right, right from the beginning. There's, there's no point in messing around with this. And so, yeah, it was that very, very first event. I sat down. I worked with coaches. We came up with a business plan that was work. You know, we did all of that right from that first event, which I would say was about maybe six months into me sharing my message. I did this event. So it was really early on, and I just have always really thought – entrepreneurially and when I want to, this is a strange thing about me. When I do something, I actually have this really weird thing where I want to be the absolute best that's ever come. <laughs> so <I'm> like, <laughs> I did that before I, I was in this land. I was an elementary school teacher and I was like, I wanted to be the best elementary school teacher of all time. <laughs> you know, I want, That's just kind of how I roll. And so when I started this, it was like, we're going to blow people's minds. They're going to come away totally different people than when they walked in. And not only that, we're going to make a ton of money. And like, and that's just how I kind of roll with anything in my life. And so, yeah, it was really early on. And I think just the smartest thing I ever did was hired people who knew how to do it. So I wasn't floundering around trying to figure it out myself. Such a huge key that while you're an innately and inherently successful in what you do and you have that drive to get it done. You didn't try and do it all by yourself. Did, was that something you knew you were supposed to do or did someone say, hey, you should hire this coach? How did, how did you hire your first coach and know to do it? Uh, that's a good question too. Well, I had spoke – my coach – has the biggest energy healing conference in the entire world. That's who I hired for my first event. And I had gone to speak at her event. That was one of the good events that I spoke at. And I just, you know, nobody told me to do it. She did have, like, in one of her sessions where you could work with her um, on more of a group level, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted to customize the education from her. And so I just contacted her and said, hey, you run the biggest energy healing conference in the entire world. Spoken there, it's a great event. I want to do an event. What, can, what would it look like for you to help me through my first event? And I just hired her on from that. And what does it feel like to write that check or, or hand over your credit card that first time in order to invest in yourself with, for someone to help you with your event? Uh, it was dang scary, if I'm totally honest, because you also have to understand the point at which we started 
I had lost my job. My husband had lost his job. We'd gotten separated. We lost our house. We went bankrupt. And that's when I decided to start this business. And so it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't out of a place of, well, I have a lot of money, so I can go out and share this message and it will be fine. It was not that land at all. It was like, I, and here's the other thing too, is when you step out and you do things out of fear, people can feel that. And so I had to like totally step into it in faith and have total faith. But there was part of me that was like, okay, deep breath, because that was a big check. (laughs) Right. It, it, and you, so you, you had the situation with, with your daughter, you have everything going on with your, your family and, and bankruptcy and all of these, you know, quote unquote, terrible things going on. And mm-hmm. um, a few episodes ago, I had John Bates, who um, he's a speaker and, and he talks about your mess is your message. And sometimes it's, it's telling people where you came from and the, the trials and, the, and what you learned and the problems you had and how you were able to overcome it. By the way, John lives mm-hmm. in Salt Lake. If, if I haven't introduced you, I'll hook you guys up. Um, yeah. And so you, you have that, that message was two parts. Part of it was I need to tell everyone what's, what they can do if they have uh, a child in like, like my situation. And you have this, I was coming from the bottom and I was able to do all of these great things. So for the people mm-hmm. out there that, that are struggling and, and maybe they don't have this, this message or this, um, this situation that you did with your daughter, how can they find their inner voice, their message, their mess that they can bring to the world and people can learn from? How do you help with that? You know, I think everyone has a bit of a mess. It, it may not look like my mess. I hope to God it doesn't. <laughs> But everyone has their thing that was a struggle for them. And I, one of the things I have found with my clients is I have people who were like, you know, I never had that day where, you know, we lost everything or we had a child with cancer or we just never have had that in my life. So how do I relate to people? I'm like, okay, so tell me struggles you do have. And they would be like, well, sometimes it's really hard when I'm trying to get the kids out the door and the husband out the door and I'm trying to balance my business and we're trying to, you know, all of these kind of everyday struggles that all of us can relate to. And I tell them, do you know what? There is a message in that, just dealing with the everyday stuff. If you have some great tips on how to deal with everyday stuff, there's a lot of really great following in that. In fact, uh, one of the greatest speakers we've had come out to one of my clients' events is uh, Christina Kuzmich, who is the truth bomb mom. And her entire following is based on, here's what everyday life as a mom looks like, and it's okay to be gracious with yourself. That's her entire thing, and she's got millions and millions of followers all over the world. And so you don't have to have this big giant tragedy to get out and want to help people. That's, that's not how it has to be. In fact, most people just deal with everyday struggles and want to find a little humor in that and a little joy in that and, and some hope that, you know, it's going to get better and we don't have to deal with, you know, we had three toddlers at one time at my house, you know, it's a struggle, just these little tiny things. And I found that people who find the message in the little things actually do really, really well as speakers and coaches. Find the message in the little things. I love that. It's, you know, my, my, focus and my passion is helping people attract clients now. It, it's so hard 
for some people to, to get out of their own way, to stop doing the work and to start um, aligning with, with their prospect and, and just attract clients to them. And I have a person I'm working with right now. He's got a nice business. But he said, if I can just get one more client a week, and one more client a week doubles his take-home from his business because the expenses um, are, are already built in. So just one client a week can entirely change his entire world. And for you and for what you're talking about, there's people out there who all they need is someone to follow or someone to lead the way, and you put those people on stages. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So I want to circle back quickly to your, uh, the first event you put on. Now, you, you hired the, the right people. You had the right message. You had the passion behind it in order to do it. But nothing is easy, even if it seems easy once the conference is there and you have 300 people at your first event. What were some of the, the challenges that you had and what were some of the things that you learned in putting on that event? that you did differently for future events? One of the challenges we really came into with that one was I just didn't know what I didn't know. So I was so new into everything. Like we had the whole event. I didn't upsell anything from that event, which people are like, you want 300 people there and you didn't sell from stage? No, I, I didn't know that was a thing. Like we made money seriously just off of ticket sales, which if you're in the event business, you know that's not where the money is. <laughs> but <laughs> so like seriously with stuff like that, like – now I know the the money and and the really helps for people because you know you can only learn so much in a couple of days of event you want to help them long term is to sell packages where you can help them long term they see the transformation it helps you monetarily it's all this beautiful thing I had no idea about that I was just like look it's a great event a lot of people came you know they had a fabulous time we made money off of ticket sales <laughs> which is just amusing and so that was one of the big things was I didn't know how to monetize it at the full level yet so that was one of the big things um, another struggle we had was uh, finding the right speakers so I think back then I was just so happy that people would come to my small town which is not real easy to get to it's like seriously in the middle of nowhere and there's not speakers there, so people had to travel in to speak. And I was just so happy that people were willing to do it that I kind of hired on, like, whoever was like, yay, I have a message. And I'm super crazy picky about that now. <laughs> so I think the people who spoke at my first conference were like, wow, that was an amazing opportunity. And now I probably get 300 speaker applications a year for our events, and I'm really, really, really picky about that. So things like that to help the quality and – and return of people because uh, the speakers you have at your event make a gigantic difference uh, in the experience for your attendees. So those are a couple of the things we learned out the first one. So, yeah. Interesting. So, so you, one, you learned how to make the event even better for the attendees. So they want to come back and they want to tell their friends. And two, you learned how to actually make money off of it, uh, make more money off of it rather than just being a passion project. And, and friends, okay. you can all find Julie at, Speaking Seriously on Instagram and her Facebook group, Speaking Seriously. You can follow her and get her tips and, and, and secrets on speaking. And on that, I don't want you, you don't have to give away all your secrets, but for that person out there that has wanted to speak or wants more exposure, 
what, what can they do today or tomorrow in order to start that path in, to learn about how do they get on their first stage or how do they get in front of their first group, even if it's 12 people like we talked about? What do they do first? Uh, first, you do need to hire somebody to help coach through through being a really good speaker so that when you're on the stage, you know how to really present your message well. So that's one of, number one, really. Uh, past that, if you want to be growing your following, which makes a big difference when you speak anywhere or you have your event, you really need to have people who love who you are and you're following. Uh, Adam mentioned that you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram. You guys should be having... Facebook groups, and please get on Instagram and start creating a following there. And one of the things that has really worked well, I mean, Adam talks about, a lot about marketing and how I draw audiences in, how everyone draws audiences in. My biggest tool has been Instagram lately. And I don't do advertising for this is my event coming up or please work with me. It's not that at all. All it is is tons and tons of great speaking tips and people follow it, they get really curious about how to work with me, and I probably get a message every single day from somebody who wants to work with me from following my Instagram. So put fantastic content out there and grow your social media presence is really, really key. And here's a little sort of ninja client attraction tip. When you find someone like Julie and what she's doing, model it. She's having success and she's getting people reach out to her. Don't copy her message and do exactly what she did, but look at what she's doing. Look at the messages she's putting out there, seeing how she's doing it, and then make your own message that tracks the way she does. It's always easier to learn from somebody else than it is to make it up ourselves. So definitely follow her and learn from that. And, you know, sort of final question before we wrap up for me is, now we know you're attracting clients through Instagram. You have your events. You've learned lessons along the way. But what is it when, when, you, when people reach out to you, how is it that you show them you are the right person for them? How do you make that final connection where they decide to hire you as a coach or they decide to want to apply and be on one of your stages? How, how does that communication plan work and that sales plan work in your, in your business? Honestly, I take the sales plan differently than a lot of people. I want them sold on who I am and what I do before I even have the conversation with them. So most of the time, like I said, I'm not reaching out to people and saying, hey, I have this, contact me if you're interested. I'm doing the opposite method. I'm saying here's a ton of interesting stuff that I know, like if you just took this one tip I gave you today, that's going to change your speaking career. And when I put out content like that, they are attracted to me before I even have the sales conversation. So when I have an enrollment conversation with somebody, the only thing we usually even have to talk about is if they're going to pay me up front or if they're going to finance it. I mean, that's, that's honestly how it's going right now is I want them sold before they even talk to me. And that's what my social media is for is, look, this is tips. Okay, so one thing is, is this can't be stuff that, people are finding everywhere. You have to really set yourself apart and say, hey, this is stuff people are not teaching. Look at this information and be like, wow, that's, I've never heard that said anywhere before. 
And when they see that in your free content, what goes to their mind is if this is what they're giving away for free, I can't imagine what I'm going to get when I pay her or him, whatever, <laughs> to do the coaching with me, right? And so that's – and I learned that from Brendan Burchard. He talks about having tons and tons and tons of really fantastic content out there, and that's kind of the mindset that people get into is, wow, what would it look like? And as far as my events, man, we've never had too much of an issue not having enough speakers. People want to get on stages. But we also have a track record of attendance, so people want to know how your attendance is. We have a really good track record of attendance. And then we usually have some sort of really great speaker coming along that people know. And so like last time, we had Kirk Cameron come in, and a lot of people know him and are familiar with his story. And so they're like, wow, I really want to be on the same stage as you know, this other really great speaker. We've had Elizabeth Smart, who is like the child abduction survivor, and so she's got a really great story. So one of the things that attracts people to our events and speaking with us is um, having some really well-known people there as well. And some of the best speakers on the planet besides, you know, the ones that are known to everyone, the other main stage speakers we have are the best of the best out there. And so they go, wow, I'm going to be on the same stage as you know, Frank Shakewitz, Make-A-Wish, and whoever else, you know, we're having that day. So it's like a standard of excellence that they want to be a part of. I think that is a, a perfect ending to uh, this podcast. The, the, the number of tips that you just gave in that last little minute and a half are things that can change people's businesses overnight. Julie, I appreciate you taking the time today. I appreciate the wealth of information you just provided. Everyone jump on Instagram and follow Julie at Speaking Seriously. Jump into her Facebook group. I'm in it, and she posts content almost every day on things that we can do and things that we can learn from. Appreciate everyone listening to the Entrepreneur's MBA podcast and learning from Julie today. Julie, thanks so much for your time and for your friendship. I appreciate you being here today. Thanks, Adam. Loved it. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you on the next one. You've been listening to The Entrepreneur's MBA. Download Adam's free book, How to Make More Money in Your Business, at www.freebookfromadam.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.